Welcome back to another episode of Louisiana Ladies. My name is Melissa Torito. And I am Maggie Robinson. And this is a podcast with with no no agenda. agenda. We would love if you guys would subscribe to the podcast and that way you never miss a new episode. Additionally, when you subscribe, if you could rate and review, we would really appreciate that as well. We are also on social media, both Instagram and Facebook, so please give us a follow at Louisiana Ladies Podcast. And Maggie? You can reach us at our email address, louisianaladiespodcast at gmail.com. Welcome back. Another episode of Louisiana Ladies. And we are right in the middle of summer. Just the hottest time ever in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. But we have a breath of fresh air with Abby Hamilton today. Hello. Good morning. We will talk to Abby in just a minute. Maggie is back. Hey, everyone. Um, She was just gone. (laughs) (laughs) We'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. Um, so I did want to talk a little bit. I've got some product reviews for everyone. So, I mean, I'm sure everybody's super excited about this. But I do have to say, um, so I I feel like I have very dark under eye circles. Like, they're just dark. They're not dark now because I've been using the Rodan and Fields Active Hydration Bright Eye Complex. I am not a Rodan and Fields consultant. It is the only thing that I have found that I can put on at night and I don't wake up in the morning with really dark circles under my eyes. So just food for thought. If you have a Rodan and Fields consultant, ask them about that. Or if you have dark circles. If you don't, that's amazing. But it helps with the puffiness and dark circles. Right. If you don't, I'm jealous. Me too. I, I have like the genetic ones. Like it's not it's not related to sleep or allergies. They're just like I've had them since I was little and they're they're tough. Well mine might be genetic too, but this one help this helps it for some reason. It brightens and hydrates the skin around your eyes. I don't know. It's kind of expensive, but it's worth it. Um, I also still think the Lash Boost is the best thing that they've ever made. You think so too? Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's, now it's, you know, kind of a tough pill to swallow to buy that for that expensive. I mean, it's a small little too, but man, it's a. What? Wait three months. Yes. It's and amazing. You'll see 100% results. It's amazing. Um, I use Babe Lash too. Not at the same time. But I use Babe Lash, which is also kind of the same thing, but I still actually think that the Rodan and Fields is better. I ordered the Dime, so I'll see if it's actually what it's cracked up to be. What's that? Dime Beauty. It They have an eyelash oh. serum as well. Okay. They, I love a good lash serum. All the influencers were talking about it. It was 30% off. I was like, I'm going to give it a whirl because I want, I want luscious lashes. Yeah. <laughs> I've, had, y'all. Yeah. I've had people, but when I've used... Um, the Lash Boost, and when I've used Babe Lash, people have asked me about my lashes. So, anyway, you do have to use it consistently, though, everyone. You cannot just use it once and never use it again. Like, it's a three-month commitment. Yes, it's a commitment. Okay, so the other product review. So, um, talked about Olive and June, the nail kit. All right, I still like Olive and June, the nail kit. Uh, but Rachel in our office turned me on to Kiss Nails. Maggie, are you familiar? Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm kind of like, are these really going to work? 
Oh my gosh. No, I mean, I don't look like I went and got them done, but they look, Abby, what do you think? They look beautiful. From a distance, they look pretty good. What do you think, Lainey? I literally had to ask Rachel about this because I had a little situation where I got my nails done and I hadn't gotten them done in a really long time. But once you start, you just can't stop and I I don't need to spend the money on that. So I think I'm going to start using this. Yes. So... I mean, I was, I love getting my nails done. Do not get me wrong. Like I am a big support, support those nail salons. But the problem is, is I did the dip powder. I've said this before. Yeah. Loved, loved how the dip powder made my nail look. It kind of ruined my nails. Mm-hmm. Were you allergic? No, it just, it just, I mean, I did, I literally did it consistently for five years. What do you do to your nails? I have these right are the now. dip. This is you dip. do the dip. So, but I, I give my nails a break. So like I last week I took I took them off myself soaked them off right, and then I just let them run free and I put some you know clear nice moisturizing just a clear coat on for like a week and just let them breathe a little I, bit. I feel like that's the key. That is the key. That's the key. You got to give them a break. So so when you soaked them off, it took a long time. Right. <laughs> okay. It took a long time. So you know how they when they do the. Uh, People out there, if you've never had dip nails, uh, <laughs> they literally have to take a machine and like kind of, you know, grind them, grind, grind them, off. them off, and then um, and then they soak them off. Well, I did it with a nail file; just took the top off. It just took a little longer for them to soak off, but I got them all off, trimmed them myself, and did all that, and just gave them a break. I mean, that's what I have to do. Okay. Well, I'm gonna try the kiss nails for for a little bit I because try it. I put these on. So these, okay. Let me just actually though before. There's Kiss Impress, and those stick on, okay? And they're like, it's a super strong adhesive nail. I guess so if you don't literally do anything with your nails. Okay, I don't find that the stick on. No, you got to use the glue. So the glue. So these are glued on. So I don't know what they're going to look like when they come off. But, I mean, they're pretty They're pretty sturdy. Um, and I was like, you know, I might I'm gonna try this for a while. See, I hey, used the stick on, and I didn't have – it would get caught in my hair. Right. Oh. So the hair would get up underneath and then oh, it's the worst. So thing the glue, the key to the glue is you just put enough glue on there so that you can see the glue. Like it goes to the your cuticle and right. to the edge of your nail. So right. I haven't had that problem. They with do these. look good. I was, yeah, I, they do look really I, good. I've used them before and I was always impressed. Yeah. Like you don't have high expectations. You don't. But I mean, I ordered four more. I ordered like four more packs for 20 bucks, you know, <laughs> it's a deal. That's and that's probably the key, the low expectations, and you're like, wow, <laughs> the low expectations. So we all know the other way. Just having pretty nails just makes you feel good. Oh, I love having it nails. does. And who wants a caterer or an event planner who doesn't have pretty nails? Look. <laughs> so when we go to meetings, a lot of times we have to point at things. So I'll be showing a client something, Absolutely. and I'm pointing, and I'm like, so I'm I'm big on the nail game. I mean, yes. don't get me wrong, but it, you know, and I love the dip. I, I ended up just the whole process, you know, sometimes it'd be a two hour process and I always felt like I was squeezing it in and it wasn't like a very relaxing thing for me. So, and then I just didn't want to get back into the, yeah, habit. the routine, the routine, the subscription. It yes. like almost. So, but I mean, I did go get a pedicure for the first time in six months and that is fabulous because oh. I, I can't do my toes. I cannot. They look like, a, I mean, I might as well have my six year old nephew. I, do I my bring toes. my laptop when I have a pedicure. I've done that too. And I that too. I get work done. So it's like, I'm kind of relaxed, but then I get work done, answer some emails. Best of both worlds. So you're yeah. productive. So, so I did that at the nail salon that I would go to, but then when they had to soak off the dip, I couldn't use my nails. So then I was literally using my knuckle. I've done that. I've done this. To text people. 
I am so glad I'm not the only crazy no. person that brings their work stuff no. into and they, the nail flip. They literally say, um, are, you must be busy today. I'm like, I'm busy every day. Yes. <laughs> every day, all day, which we're going to talk about that. Okay, so those are my product reviews. Um, also, just update, I really have done a terrible job on the Louisiana Ladies Book Club, but I did read the first book. Now I'm like, I don't have my phone, which is, anybody know? Mm, no. Lainey, you're not a good support for the book club. Maggie didn't know either. The last thing he told me. I believe that's the name of the book. What yes. What book club? The last thing. Right, I know. You don't even count. You're about to get kicked out. Um, the last thing he told me actually was really good. I read that in four days. But I have not read the other book, which, hold on. This is why I bring my computer into these things. Doo, doo, doo. Uh, we begin at the end. Haven't read that one yet because I'm reading the 850-page prequel to Pillars of the Earth. Oh. Yes. Your favorite book. Oh, my favorite book. And it is my favorite. How's the prequel going? Amazing. Oh. It's just um, so awesome. Have you ever read that, Abby? No. Are you a reader? I am. Pillars of the Earth is nice. hands down. I mean, it's a commitment. But it's just the, um, I don't know, just putting yourself years and centuries away, you know, before our time. It's just interesting to Nice. Me. Check it out. Getting deep. Me? Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm also reading a professional book too that Tommy gave me. It's by the CEO of Walt Disney. Oh. Legit. It's pretty good. Tommy's really excited about it and that I'm reading it. Okay. So word of the episode. Go ahead, Maggie. Word of the episode. Word up. Nonplus. Mm-hmm. To cause to be at a loss as to what to say, think, or do. Perplex. Yes, so it is a verb. And I think it is basically the exact same meaning as I am perplexed. So instead of saying I am perplexed, we can say I am nonplussed. (laughs) I just thought that sounded funny. Mm -hmm. All right. I am moving along here today because we have quite an agenda for a podcast with no agenda. Um, So my shout out. Shout outs. Is to my cousins, Dale and Andrea, because we went to go visit them in Katy, Texas this past weekend. And Dale is my first cousin, him and I, he's on my dad's side. And I've talked about my incredibly big family. So that's the side that there's nine of nine uh, siblings. So we have a lot of cousins, a lot, just a lot going on. But Dale's my age. And so we've always been close and him and his wife, um, his wife and I get along really well. She also likes to read. Um, And she, so they have two girls. Marion, who's five, and then Molly, who's six months. And I just really like six-month-olds. That's just such a great age. Even though I don't have any children, I like them at six months. Um, so I just wanted to give them a shout-out because they are incredibly hospitable whenever we go. This is so – Maggie, you're going to be, like, not going to believe when I say this, okay? I've said before I struggle with insomnia. And even on the weekends, I have a tendency to wake up early because my brain just doesn't turn off. But for some reason at their house, I guess because I wasn't home – and I never looked at my laptop the entire weekend. So I slept till 8.30 both days. That's like, that might as well be noon. Okay. <laughs> like you. Uh, and me and Andrea got up and we did a workout. But I do have to say the quote of this um, particular weekend is that, and I don't need people to be judgy, but we were having a good time and we were Ubering to this restaurant that has a kind of a limited selection of wine, but the food was fabulous. Um, and Dale looked at me before we left as we were having our pre-dinner cocktail at his house waiting on the Uber and said, hey, remind me to get four bottles of wine for dinner. <laughs> I was like, oh, one per person. All right. He was perfect. Like, <laughs> 
And this is why I drive to Katy, Texas. This is why. We show up and Andrea's like, what kind of cocktail can I make you? Because, you know, you get stuck in that uh, horrible traffic. So anyway, we really appreciate you guys. Um, so Maggie, did you have anything else before we talk to our lovely guests today? Um, I just want to say it's okay to not have a good time on vacation sometimes. <laughs> it's okay. She's really been beating herself up about this, but, y'all. But just know that... You know, it's not your problem. You know, sometimes it's just it, the issue with the vacation. That's all. <laughs> um, she got back like a week ago, and we're still talking about this, okay? It's really bothering me. I felt like... The so, pain's still there. I felt like a turd, because I'm like, why am I not having a good time? I'm, vac- I'm on vacation, but it was just... But again, I think you were expecting something different. You were probably expecting cooler weather. I, weather's a big thing for me on vacation. And expectations are, too. Yes, Yes. Low expectations. The key to life. (laughs) Yes. The key to life, Lainey. Low expectations. I'm telling you, when we went to Vail during the summer, I was like, I didn't have any expectations. I'd never been there. People were like, there's nothing to do. Okay. Had a fabulous time. Yes. But I told Maggie, it's hard to recreate, or at least I think, if you've had a really good vacation and you have these memories of that particular place and you try to go back and recreate it. Right. Don't you think that's kind of hard? Oh, yeah. I'm a big traveler. I understand. Okay. Have you ever been to Blackberry Farm? Oh, that's... uh, No, I have not. Okay. Well, I just can't quite figure out the appeal and why it's so expensive. And it is... uh, In Tennessee. I was going to say Virginia, but no, it's in Tennessee. No, but I see a few people on Facebook have gone this summer. Yes. So if anybody has been to Blackberry Farm... I'm just very curious as to what do you do for the price? Is it like the luxury COVID vacation? Um, You know what I mean? Like instead of going to Paris or Rome, you're going to Blackberry Farm in Tennessee uh, for a lot of money. I mean, like it's a lot to me. But people love it. Wine country? Yeah, Napa. Oh yeah. yeah. Was that a good vacation? Yeah, but it wasn't twenty five hundred dollars a night. No. Does that seem like a lot? That also, seems like way a lot. Okay. So I mean, does it include all your spas? And I think that they do. No, I don't think all that's included. <laughs> I think you do get a nice meal. Like, they have prepared lunches and dinners. But I think it's at certain times. And if you do anything else, you have to pay for it. And I'm just not. My husband and I just aren't. We don't like to go on vacation and, like, have to be at dinner at 630 at night. Mm-mm. mm-mm. Like, exactly. So I don't know. So I told Maggie when she was like, oh, I'm kind of like, why didn't I have a good time? I'm like, this is how exactly how I felt when my travel agent, who does a fantastic job, suggested Blackberry Farm is one of the places for us to go. And I'm like, okay, I don't get it. <laughs> $2,500 a night. Like, are they going to just constantly massage me? Like, what is going on? So anyway, I am apparently really ignorant to it. And also, I don't want to go somewhere where it's hot. So if it's hot, in, I feel like it's hot in Tennessee in the summer. So am I? Anyway, so instead we're going to Jackson Hole in August. Perfect. So we'll see how. That, even though they're they're, I think it's kind of hot over there. So um, it's hot everywhere. It's miserable. It's miserable, and it's raining. It's just raining all the time. I went to bed last night. Thunderstorm. Thunderstorm. What the heck? Weather alerts. Jeez. Okay. All right. So let's go ahead and talk to Abby hey, Hamilton. Uh, yes. Let's. Of. Aha uh-huh, Consulting. Yes. I'm assuming you're owner and founder of that particular yes, organization. Okay, so Abby. Abby and I just met 10 minutes ago. Um, let me ask you this. I'm going to start with some basic questions. Where are you from? Uh, I was born in Lake Charles. Okay. Uh, moved here 
uh, when I was four. Oh. And grew up here. So I'm really from Baton Rouge. Oh, okay. So what brought you here when you were four? Uh, my dad switched jobs. Gotcha. He'd gotten a job um, here, and so we moved, and I am one of five. Mm. At the time, one of two. Um, so he, he we just picked up and moved. My mom did not want to move. All of my family was in the Lafayette, Lake Charles area. So um, it was a big change for her, but uh, she loves it. You know, she loved it. We went to school here, and um, I love the people here. You know, I've lived in Birmingham for a short period of time, New Orleans for a short period of time, but we've always come back here. So yeah, I've never lived anywhere else. I feel like I probably should have, but oh well, that ship has sailed. The next time I'm going to be retired. Okay, so that's what we'll. That's what exactly. That's what we'll do. Okay, so. I guess, what did you, you know, when you were in your 20s and, and starting your career, what, you know, what kind of brought you to where you are? So, honestly, I've, I've worked since I was 16. My first restaurant job was at Maison Liqueur. And that, have y'all been there? No, but I have. Is it still open? Yes. I have heard that it is fabulous. So, I was 19. So, we won't discuss the years, but it was sometime in the mid to late 80s. Okay. And uh, John and Jackie... Uh, Chef Jackie, uh, they were running it, and I was a hostess. And the thing in the restaurant business is, you know, you don't appreciate the service. I learned like they learn in New Orleans because they were old school French. Mm. Jackie trained at the Cordon Bleu. And so John was former military. They met abroad. It was really, I would sit up there. I was 19. I didn't know anything about wine, not a whole lot about food. They made it a really a, a beautiful culture to work in. It was such like a family. Every afternoon, she would make a special meal. We would all sit out back. We might have homemade pizza or beef tartare. So you never knew, right? And uh, that's really how I learned, um, kind of come up, you know, in the restaurant scene. So when I loved it. So was this kind of like in a restaurant where they didn't have a point of sale electronic system? Somebody uh, either Absolutely. memorized what they were ordering and was like yelled it back at the chef or something like that. Well, you know, we had our. Little, I'm picturing Hell's Kitchen. Well, yes. Well, <laughs> we it was like a little guest chat, uh-huh. you know, and everybody knows like if you've been to Maison Lacour, the front's very quiet. It's very nice. Uh-huh. It's an old renovated house, right? In the kitchen's chaos in every restaurant. In case you didn't know. Um, but it was like on little little piece of paper. However, we were required to remember all of the fancy specials. So two hours before dinner started, you had to be in, memorize. I mean, all of these. It wasn't like, okay, hamburger steak with mashed potatoes and french fries. Now it was beef tartare served with the side of, you know, tarragon sauce, all, you know, all this other thing. So um, it, it really, and you learn time. I learned time management. Okay, and that has helped me even to this day. So it was just it was just a great experience. It was a great place, and I was very fortunate to have started there because then I went on to work at other restaurants, um, and that really I, I remember to this day my pet peeve is if I'm going to get killed by these waiters in this city when the wine bottle is poured into the glass or the wine's poured into the glass, you should not touch the rim. You should not rest the neck of the bottle on the rim. And when that happens, everyone at the table who knows me, they just look at me like... Did you cringe? Cringe. Mm. And I'm going to now notice that every time I get somebody exactly. pours some, so, some wine. And, and the easy fix is if you cannot, because I was taught at the Maison Liqueur, uh-huh. to hold the bottle from the back. It's right. very 
nerve-wracking if the bottle's full. <laughs> and you let gravity take over a little bit. You don't have to tip it over. If there's an issue, you just take your finger and you hold it by the neck so you don't touch the glass. Just a little tip. Just a little okay. tip. Anybody's listening? So I feel like I've noticed that. Maybe I haven't noticed when it touches the rim, but I feel like I notice when it doesn't touch the rim. And it's so much it's beautiful. fancier. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the sound of the wine like that, I don't know, just makes yeah. me happy. Yeah. Yeah, because if you touch it, it makes a clank. Yeah, yeah. Like that's what I normally hear. Yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So it, it unnerves me. I hate to say it unnerves me. And now, watch, you know, my friends that are all, <laughs> I go out to eat a lot, right? So um, they're going to they're gonna clink just, <laughs> just to do it. Yeah, just to do it's it. Not very nice. That's not very nice, Abby's friends. I know. Friends. I know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's like, this is one of the things. But we, uh, you know, I really did learn a lot, you know, how to hold a tray. Yeah. You know, like you hold it with nothing on it at first. Right. Then you hold it with empty plates or empty glasses, whether it's a cocktail tray or a food tray. And, you know, it's all about, you know, they would teach you how, you know, it's all about body alignment. So you want to hold it up here. You don't hold it out here. No. Where you tip, right? You twist, you know, your back, whatever. Um, So, yeah. So like all these little things I learned young and I was so very fortunate to have those little tips because it just helped me no, no matter what level of restaurant that I worked in. So did you always have a passion for food and service industry? Uh, food, yes. Food, yes. Uh, so my grandfather was a cattleman in Lafayette. Okay. And my my other set of grandparents, I mean, my dad would literally send us to Lake Charles to learn how to country cook. In other words, I mean, tomato gravy and biscuits. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just the basics, baking. Um, and then I learned from my other grandfather how to, you know, what parts of meat were the best, how you should cook them. I even would go out, we've been to the slaughterhouses, which doesn't sound great, but it was just interesting at the time. I was 10. So we were always around food. It was very, uh, my mother cooked from scratch. My dad was a big fisherman. We always had fresh fish and shrimp. And so, yeah. So I loved it, you know. Okay. So when did you meet Jim from Mestizos? Let's talk about this really quick. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I've known Jim, well, first of all, I've worked, uh, for the Epicurean board for several years and he's been on that board, but I knew him from Mestizos. Uh, I had my 50th birthday party there. I'm not going to say how long ago that was, but it was a little while ago. And, uh, he has just, the last two years he's been president, right? We rolled our board directors over because of COVID and we could not host our events in 2020. So I've had two years of the same philanthropy husband. (laughs) And he is a hoot. You know, he is so much fun to work with. And um, I keep him organized and on point, more importantly. Um, He did say that. Yeah. He did say that. Because they're so busy, right? I mean, we're all busy. uh, But everyone in the restaurant business, you know, it's a 24, 365, seven job. I mean, it really is. Seven days a week. So, they always have some other things going on and, you know, so anyway, so he's, he's just a, a close friend of mine and, uh, he's just a great person. So let me ask you this. And Jim might've talked about this on the podcast, but to refresh everyone's memory, it's the Epicurean Society, the Baton Rouge Epicurean Society. Yes. And that is a nonprofit organization. Yes. And it benefits childhood, uh, nutrition and health. So okay. we, 
We target different programs. So, like, we've donated to Boys and Girls Club. You know, the food bank has certain uh, children's backpack, uh, children's programs for food. Uh, JDRF has the uh, backpack program. Uh, We have a, there's a feeding program at the Children's Hospital um, that one of the doctors is in charge of. And they help, you know, children with disabilities learn how to swallow or sometimes kids on the spectrum, uh, maybe they target a certain type of foods. So they teach them, you know, maybe how to branch out their, you know, their food selections or their taste. Uh, so it's a really interesting program. And so we have uh, one of the NICUs is actually has a plaque with our name on it because that's a really, that's really important to us. And we also do uh, ProStart, which is, um, uh, helps, you know, high school kids, you know, involved in the, in the culinary world and then John Fulce's uh, scholarship endowment fund at Nickel State. Okay. So there's a lot that yeah. we Yeah, I didn't realize all of that. So how, let's see. Your donors. Mm-hmm. Do you do you guys receive most of the donations or the the funds from fundraisers? I mean, pre-COVID and now that we're kind of or how does that work? Yeah, so uh we have John Hightower and myself, we work together. I feel like, is he on every board? He he is. Look, he, he was on the Adult Literacy Advocates board he, with me. I think he still is. I'm he? pretty sure he is. Yes. yes. Um, he's great. And he is, you know, very community-minded, uh, which is very important to me. Uh, but we have an array of people. You know, like the Seafood Board supports us, uh, Louisiana Certified, the Veluzo Companies. Oh, yeah. So yeah. we have a lot. Uh, Wampole Companies. Okay. Uh, Key Cox. Uh, we do, you know, it, 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 it does help that we have our events are wine and food. Right. As I say, I've so, seen some of y'all's events. Before. Exactly. So we, um, you know, we really work hard and the people in our industry donate a lot of their time, their product, their energy, their staff to make these events successful. And that's really what's important to us is to have these great community events. And at the same time, fundraising, you know, uh, for all of these these charities that we donate to. Yeah, okay. Because I feel like even though I might not know exactly what y'all's organization did, your events sound fabulous and oh, I yeah. would go to them just because you're right, it's wine and food. Yes. And for a good cause. Yes, and, it's, and they're fun, you know, like super fun. Um, but I have fundraising experience. I was executive director for JDRF for four years oh. for the state before, okay. uh, Jill. Yeah. Uh, Jeffrey on, you know, she used to work here. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and, um, so yeah, so, uh, I have fundraising experience. So we have tailored a lot of our events and just re- really, you know, you got to have the pipeline and all this good stuff with people and, you know, um, have people donate and have a good time at your events and acknowledge them in the proper way. So I'm aware of all that. So, yeah. yeah. So that's just one piece of your one piece busy life puzzle. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the other piece is the business report. Yes. They're one of your clients. Yes. Okay. So with at the business report, uh, I do all of their business events, like women in business, the symposium, best places to work, mm-hmm. a top 100 luncheon, 40 under 40, mm-hmm. um, uh, power breakfast. We just did hot off the press for 225. Um, hopefully next year we'll bring back um, and registers uh, best best dress preview party. Um, 
So yeah, so we we work with all of that, and then we do some you know top one hundred CEO parties and some different things. There's a are, lot of events. I there's like a with lot. Business report. Yeah, yes. I feel leadership, like, like leadership. I, I kind of thought that was your full time job. I don't know how. That sounds like it. it. I mean, <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of events, right? Well, I will say so. There are more moving parts with the Epicurean event, right? There's just a lot more information. The business um, events are great, but there's a, almost a formula, right? Because if it's a luncheon, people need to get in and out. They yes. need to get back to work. Mm-hmm. Or if it's a breakfast, we don't want to keep people and drag them out, you know, for several hours. They just don't have, people don't have that kind of time. Uh, so there is like a set formula, and I'm always in the back uh, with the AV. Like, oh, so you're the one that keeps everybody on check. Because that is one of those things, like, I, and I've always given Julio the credit for that because he will wrap it up. He will. It will, if it ends at one, he'll he'll attempt to wrap it up. Yes, we're like 115. So if you would ever see a copy of our flow, so Julio and I will go over it. I mean, it literally says 1150, 11.57, countdown, three minute, 12.08. Like, it's to the minute so that we know. And sometimes it goes over. I mean, if, especially if we have speeches. I was about to say, if you have a speech, that's hard to. Business awards, never know, right? But at the same time, you know, we, we do stick to the schedule pretty, pretty pretty well. Okay. I feel like that's one of the hardest things is when you're planning an event. You have to think about who you're catering to and, like, what do, what do the people want? Like, Yeah. And even we just had the award dinner for the uh, Epicurean it, in the past, sometimes it's just gone. On and on. On and on. People are like, okay, we're done. You know, we can only pay attention for so long. And there is that, you know, attention. It's fine balance. Fine balance. Yes. But this year, we kept them up. I was literally texting the kitchen going, let's go. Course two. Let's go. I mean, you know, and Jeremy Lingua, who was in the kitchen, was like, got it, got it. You know, and they were just so on point this time. And it ended right on time. I was so happy. That's what makes so happy. happy. (laughs) Like, so I would be, event planning in general is, I'm fascinated by that. Lainey helps, or Lainey actually plans our events, which don't take this the wrong way, Lainey. They are not on the business report scale. They're not, they're not complicated. No. (laughs) You know, and so I would not be, I would be, I would literally be a basket case. But how long have you been doing this? Uh, Let's see. I made four years in April for the business report. Okay. I think. Um, about a little longer than that for Epicurean. And then before that, um, I did JDRF events. Yeah. And even after I left, I, we helped volunteer and, you know, so it's been a long time. So I've done events, weddings and things like that. Even when I left and I was doing catering, uh, for Sammy's for a long time, mm-hmm. uh, and things that I do for the Francis, we have like, you know, hard stops set up, you know. Staff roles, you know, whatever we're doing. So, um, when you say that you do catering, mm-hmm. are you coordinating the catering? What do you? What do you mean? I'm doing it? both. Okay. So I coordinate. Now I'm not going to do a craw- I'm not going to boil crawfish myself. Okay. I may not cook jambalaya, but like so, for instance, I have we have two baby showers this weekend, and so Jason Jackson, who's used to work at Sammy's as owner of the Francis Southern Table and Bar, he'll he'll say hello. <laughs> They need a nice charcuterie bar. Uh, they need a, you know, a, a chilled shrimp dip. Things, some things that not, not necessarily on our menu. And I'll go, I, I'll make all of that. Or, and I'll go in and set it up and make sure that it looks beautiful. Yeah. Okay. And then so, you're coordinating the everything else? Staff. Like, yeah. Wow. Invoice. Make sure that's done. And I, we have, look, we have help. We have somebody that, Casey Sanders, 
I have to give her kudos so all the time. She takes most of the calls, and then I handle all the off-site. Um, if it's someone, you know, like one of the girls at work, one of the managers is pregnant, so one of her showers this weekend, I will be hands-on for that. Um, but, yeah, I do I do a lot of that. But, I, you know, try to make sure we're not overbooking ourselves and with everything else we have going on because the restaurant itself is so busy. It but is, and it's a great restaurant. Uh-huh. You've been there, huh, Maggie? Mm-hmm. It's so good. Yeah. Um, so how do you not overbook yourself? Uh, I just say no. I, I literally say no. So, like, I'm like, I can't, like, for instance, in October, I cannot take one more thing. And so somebody, you know, I've had, I've turned down four, and I, I refer them out to other people. You know, I mean, there's Don Bergeron. I mean, there's uh, Lisa with Gilded Artichoke. I mean, mm-hmm. there's lots of caterers mm-hmm. around. Um I just know what I can handle and what I can't. So I'm very upfront and say, look, you got 175 people. I turned down four in July. I just, this month. But a lot of things, what happened was with COVID, mm-hmm. everyone, what? It's open. Mm-hmm. You can do whatever. Mm-hmm. I, you, I mean, try to find a caterer in October. Oh, it's going to be tight. Because everyone booked. Everyone's ready. Everyone well, was ready to get out and do something, have their wedding or have their party or birthday party or, you know, reception, company party. I mean, it's, it's really That's a bummer. bummer. I mean, because my cousin is supposed to be working on my 40th surprise birthday party. <laughs> In November, which is already hard when your birthday's in November because of football. Oh, yes. You know, and so, um, and then it's cl- pretty close to Halloween too. So we'll see. Um, it's not the end of the world. Um, okay. So I, I just, I'm trying to just picture like your day to day. Like what I do day to day? Life. Because so, it sounds to me like if you, you know, if, if business report is a breakfast, then I, no, what time do you have to be there? Four. Oh my goodness. Okay. And I, and I get, I'm, I have insomnia, so I would probably be up. But yeah. like, you have to be like mm-hmm. on, 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 dressed and on. See, so typical, since so like this morning, I get, I wake up at 6 15, uh, still in the PJs, uh, worked from like 7 to 8 30. Started getting dressed for here because mm-hmm. I didn't know if it was going to be on Facebook. And <laughs> we, I could have been at Lululemon. Who knows? <laughs> um, and then from here, I go to the business report. From the business report, I go to Vivid Inc. Vivid Inc. I go back to the business report. I go to uh, a meeting with August Events for Fet Rouge because uh, they're, if y'all haven't interviewed Tiffany Miranda, put it on your list. <laughs> um, at August, yes, they're amazing. Good okay. ladies. Um and then from there, you know, I have some work to do for the Francis. Uh, this is just today. This like, is just today. Just, <laughs> just today. Just today. So, and when so I do an event. when you get home? Well, a lot of this work, well, except for the visits, but I can work from home. Um, I do a lot of work from home. I have an office up the street, uh, off of Jefferson, back behind um, Cityport. Yeah. Uh, that exactly I, where that is. I haven't seen in a while, but uh, because I either work from home, I can work from my husband's office or the business report. You know, I can work anywhere. I feel like you're just options. you're a nomad. Yeah. You're I, kind of a I nomad. am kind of a nomad. You, you know. know. Oh, okay. Well, my husband. So, what does your husband do? He's an attorney. Okay. So, if his office is like in the area and you're in between meetings, you'll just go there. Yeah. Okay. Just sit in his conference room and type away, make calls and stuff. Yeah. But yeah. So for the events. So we have AV set up, for instance, the power breakfast. Anything that's in the morning, best places to work, right? Yes, I know. 
Because I'm always four. like booking it to get to that event. Yes. So four in the morning. Get Which up, make I'm sure. nowhere near booking it like you are. I'm right. just trying to get a workout in before I go to that right. event. <laughs> uh, we set up the night before or the day before. And then we have best places to work. Then we also usually have an HR session, you know, with Sherm. Um, oh, yeah, and then that. while they're doing that, we flip the room for the top 100 lunch. Yep. I, we typically go to both of those mm-hmm. and I am at the Crown Plaza all day. It's a hard stop at 1.15. Like, 1.15. I should probably just do the HR thing in between. Because I kind of leave, and then I'm like, well, I've come back to the office for two hours just to go back, you know. So, um, okay, so that's a – but I know. But, like, today. Like, Mm -hmm. I know you say you do a lot of work from home. So, let's say you're home. But what time do you get to stop working? Uh, Last night – I probably quit working because we were back and forth and we got Fet Rouge coming up, which that's a whole nother animal. So probably like eight thirty nine. Okay. Um, I um will not I'd rather answer the email. If my people are up at ten o'clock, then I'll be up at ten o'clock. You know what I'm saying? I just you know, let's just get it out. You know. Uh with Fet Rouge we have coming up August twenty seventh. It is, you know, twenty something restaurants. Mm-hmm. All these wine been, and I have to have a list of all the wines they're doing, which is 175 to 200 total at the event. It's got to go, you know, we got to have it in the program. It's got to be, you know, it's a whole deal. So I'd rather have the information as quickly as I can and just, you know, I have a hundred files on my computer. And then we have a board meeting next week. And, you know, there's all kinds of stuff going on. Yeah, that sounds yeah. like a lot. Does your husband work a lot? Yes, thankfully. Um, so, but when we're out of town, he doesn't work really when he's out of town. I do. So I bring my computer and I do not like to come home to 65 emails. Actually, 1,065. I was about to say like probably at least 650. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'd rather, if I can answer something real quickly, yeah. that's great. You know, it saves a lot of time. Yeah. I'm not necessarily opposed to that. Sometimes that I don't want to. It's answer. more stressful for me if I know that I have it coming. That last day on vacation. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. It's miserable. I remember this was back in the day in the mid nine, maybe it's 2000. I can't remember. I was in Rome and there's something going on. I had to make a call. I didn't know how to make it from my then cell phone. I don't know if it was the big phone, a flip phone. I have no idea. So I got on the pay phone in Rome and called the restaurant and like nailed down the problem. Like, what's the problem? Like, you know, you're trying to reach me. Yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, so those days are gone, thankfully, because you know technology is so advanced, and I can log in and do do my thing. So I just pulled up your what I do believe is your profile for Facebook, and one of the not the profile picture, but the other pictures for young kids. Oh, so I have six grandchildren. And I literally <laughs> almost passed out because I thought they were your kids. No. <laughs> no. And that's going to be my next question. So then I see the caption that says, pretty picture of you and your grandkids. And I'm like, oh, because I was like, I was about to have a serious panic attack. Oh, no you. way. I would have to have like four nanny. You know what I'm saying? Like, no. A um, nanny for each kid. <laughs> exactly. I don't have any uh, biological kids myself. Uh, I have two stepsons. Okay. And they're in their 40s. And they live out of town. Okay. Uh, one's in Williamsburg, one's in St. Louis. So those are four. Well, we have six total. And uh, so they're, you know, I, I was telling Julia the other day, I said, I don't have children, but I have nieces and nephews and six grandkids. I said, I'm poor. I said, <laughs> I said between visiting everyone and, 
you know, taking trips and gifts and stuff. I said, it's hilarious, but they're the best. They're the best. They look adorable. You got this young one that you're holding in this picture. Uh, she was born in September. Okay. Uh, so she's just a, at that point, just a few months old. Yeah. Yeah. So. Cute as can be. But yeah, I was like, hmm. Let's see. She didn't put kids on her questionnaire. So uh, <laughs> trying to deduce this picture while we're live on the podcast. <laughs> so, um, okay. So I do have a question though about 40 under 40. This is my personal uh, question. So I was 40 under, I was one of the yes. 40 under 40 last year and I didn't get to go to the event. I remember that. Because I had COVID. You had COVID. Yes. <laughs> so uh, to tell you a story about this. <laughs> So, you know, I feel like when you have COVID, you lose all track of time, right? Like when do you don't really, I mean, you're quarantining for 10 days. You're literally or 14 days or whatever it is. You're not leaving your house. And so the day of the event, I'm getting out of the shower at like lunchtime because I'd woken up, started working, probably had a Zoom meeting, you know, dry shampooed my hair. And I was like, okay, I need to shower at some point today. So I'm like in my robe and we hear a knock on the door and my husband was like, I think that's Rolf McAllister at my house. And Patrick was like, and that was some crazy. I mean, that really did make me feel special. But Patrick was like, no, we're quarantining. And Rolf, no. where Rolf goes, no, I had it. I'm good. I can come in. And she was like, well, my, my wife is in the, you know, she's in the shower or whatever. So, um, so I didn't get to go to the event. And it was kind of sad that I didn't get to go, even though I know it was a little bit different. Yeah, it was a, a little bit different there. this year. Yeah. So we're hoping to be full capacity this year but uh you and one other person i could not attend and rolf wanted to make sure uh and i think it was more the other person didn't have covid but maybe uh, was exposed exposed or maybe was nervous about even being around the few people that we did have okay. right totally totally fine um but he wanted to make sure he personally delivered the awards which that's just part of their company culture which i love and I, I think you had emailed me yes. and said, what's your home address? And, and you were like, like oh. stalker. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really know. I was like, okay, maybe they're going to mail something. I wasn't really sure. Uh, but yeah, but that's why. But I, I will say this about the business report or LBI. They have such a great company culture. And sometimes I see, um, so I started there when I was older, right? So, but I see a lot of the, the younger uh, employees kind of coming in. Sometimes it's a stepping stone, mm-hmm. right? To something, something better, greater, maybe school or whatever, or another job. Um, but you won't find a better company culture other than maybe Falk and Winkler uh, uh, than the business report, uh, 225 and register LBI, because they are really focused on their employees and, and the work and the progress, right, uh, and the production. But they, I mean, it's just different. And when you have worked in places that maybe they don't value you as much, mm-hmm. I can see the difference. So I have to shout out to them. Yeah. So we, you know, we have um, advertised. In fact, we're working, we're working on an ad right go now. Over that with you after this podcast. <laughs> working on an ad right now. You know, we're trying to make accounting look fun. And so we all have different ideas as right. to what that looks like. So, um, but y'all really do have, I'm telling you, like, I think we were recording the podcast the day of the influential women in business luncheon. Right. And I think it was, I was saying, I'm so excited because I, I did have to leave early. I will say the panel went on a little bit longer than what I was expecting, but I don't know if I just didn't know how long it was going to go on. So, but it was great. Yeah. Listening to those women, 
one of them said something, and we're totally going to have uh, her on the podcast. Paula Davis. Uh, yeah, oh, we, we want her on amazing. the podcast. Um, and so she also looks to me like she's 30. Yeah. <laughs> like, you look amazing. She does. So, um, and again, all these women, they just, I'm, I'm just very enthralled by them and their stories and stuff like that. But, man, I'm telling you, it made my day to go to that event because I am so extroverted. Every I say this on every podcast, but I was just like... We're here. We're here. It just gives you energy. We're back. So excited to host everything. Now, we had had the business awards, which we probably had about 350 people. I knew that y'all had done that one. And we were still like, but you know, it was still, we had to go through Bush the Fire Marshal. I mean, you know, we just had to do a lot. Um, But then, boom, it opened up. And so then, I mean, we sold out. We sold out. We said, let's just keep it at 500 Mm -hmm. or whatever. But we did sell out. Mm -hmm. So it was great. Um, It, It was, it was packed. Yeah, and we did have, this year we had, the the panel, they did the panel, I was like, okay, we have nine honorees, so, and that's a, that's a lot um, to do a panel with, um, and they all had fabulous things to say, I mean, like, the questions were good, and, you know, they were sort of prepped a little bit before, um, so they had time to think, uh, so, well-developed answers, and great feedback from the audience. Yeah, I liked the panel. I probably would have been really nervous if I was a panelist, but I did ask Vanessa Graham if she was prepped a little bit before because she said something, like she answered one of the questions and I was like, there is no way in hell I could have come up with that answer on the spot in front of 500 people, you know? And she was like, well, you know, I didn't know the exact questions, but we were kind of prepped on the topic. So I, you know, I was able to kind of mull it over, but like her answer, I was like, yep, that's spot on, spot on, you know, it was very impressive. Oh yeah. She's, and she's wonderful. I mean, they, they all were really, um, uh, so we were excited. Uh, 40 under 40 is going to be great. We're going to be sold out for the best places and top 100 luncheon. I mean, I just know it. I so. just, it is amazing to me. The, I guess I didn't realize how much people were going to be ready to get back to normal. If that makes any sense. You know, I felt like everybody was really hesitant for a long time, you know, but the vaccine has come out, you know, and your people have anybody, they got anybody's tested or whatever. But I mean, it is like, I kind of hate to say this. I kind of forget that COVID even existed. I mean, I feel like everybody's like, we're back. Okay. Let's meet. All right. Let's do a happy hour. You know, and there's certain, there's, you know, we're still going into clients and, if they're a big corporate company, they're still having to take certain precautions and stuff like sure. that. And I feel like kind of just the, in general, people are cleanlier. There's still hand sanitizer everywhere, everywhere, you know, and which, you know, I mean, proves a point. Lower flu cases and things that, you know, things like that. But uh, we sort of predicted that uh, amongst the restaurants because the restaurants stayed busy. Yeah. So. Which was great. I'm telling you, and I had told Jim, of course, Jim, say his last name, Lainey. Ernie Alice? Yes, Ernie it's Alice. a hard name. But, I mean, when he came and recorded the podcast, I mean, his restaurant had flooded the day before. It was the day of the for, last flood. For the yeah. fifth time. I was like, is he going to, like, Lainey comes in my office, and she's like, no, he's coming. And I'm like, he's coming. The day he showed up. Didn't look frazzled. He's like, been there, done that. There's already people working at the restaurant. And, and they had already like, cut the, I went by there, and they had already cut the sheetrock up. And um, they're supposed to be, I guess, repairing that pretty soon. Yeah. Well, we had our um, event there. And I noticed, like, there were a few places that there wasn't cheap, but not enough for me to not go eat there. There this weekend, and it, Mm -hmm. food was still amazing. It's always still going to be Food and Marks. Mm -hmm. It was a good time. Hell, I had by all. (laughs) (laughs) You got me flowers. That was cute. Oh. 
Jim. Jim for your birthday? Yes. Y'all, Lainey had a birthday. Oh, I did. Oh, happy birthday. <laughs> Lainey actually shares a birthday with Bert Falk, our founding partner, and they're only about, you know, 60 years apart. <laughs> So, you know, I like it when Lainey and Maggie have birthdays. I, I don't it. like it when I have birthdays, but they need to right. have more birthdays. <laughs> yeah. Just they, like we need to accelerate that. Exactly. Okay, so I have uh, a question. Oh, Maggie. Oh, look at Maggie. Okay. Speaking of. Do you have a favorite event? Do I have a favorite event? Um, if that's even possible, can you pick or <laughs> um, well, it's hard. Uh, I so the business I, I like the business uh, report events. In general, because uh, they have, like, you know, we could do it, whatever. But the Epicurean events with the food and the wine, it's really my favorite. Uh, I like Fet Rouge, even though I hardly get to eat uh, because I'm running around. Um, but the chefs go all out, you know. And I'm not going to say who it is, but next year for the award dinner, we have a really special honoree. Can't say. Okay. I can tell you after this is all. Oh. <laughs> um, we have a really special, really special honoree. But it is, you know, Julio always says, no one knows how, no one knows how the sausage is made, right? So, and, and it's really true. What goes on behind the mm-hmm. scenes? I mean, if you could have seen us the day of the award dinner, running around trying to get everything, the charges. I mean, everything is crazy. When it's all said and done, it is. It was the dinner was so amazing. And when we do the Fet Rouge, same thing. Once everything's set up and all the chefs are in place, the judging's done because we do wine and food judging prior to the start. It is such a great experience and everyone's just like, but it's so much fun. It's so much fun. And we have a crawfed, right? Mm -hmm. So that's March 13th. 2022, and then we're going to do spring fed again. I don't know if y'all, did y'all know about spring fed no. at Homa's house? Do tell. Uh, so we did it outside where the uh, amphitheater is, and we had all these restaurants, and that's the one event that we will bring in spirits rather than just wine and some beer, you know, um, and it was fabulous, and that was in April, sold out, and a little bit different crowd because it was at Homa's house, so we had a lot of people, some people come from New Orleans. We had some people come from, you know, more people from like some Gonzales, Prairieville area. Mm. So we're really trying to extend the reach. But I just, I love doing the Epicurean. There's a little bit more creativity involved, you know, and I like that. And your passion, I mean, you're passionate about food. Oh, yeah. Wine as well. Yes. Yeah, that's your jam. That is my jam. Do you ever go to any events where you're not? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Where you're not? But I'm like, who did this? (laughs) Oh, like you as like a guest? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I go, to, well, I mean, you know, we go to a lot of events and, you know, there are some things like, and they'll ask me to volunteer sometimes and sometimes I can help and sometimes I can't, but, uh, you know, but there are some things like I go, I'll say, nope. Yeah, they should have done X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just, you know, people... I feel like everyone thinks that, you know, event plan is a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. But, you know, it's like, it's a lot of work. No, I do not actually think of it. <laughs> I don't want to event plan anything. Right. I would forget the food. I would. There would always be wine, but I would forget the food or yeah. some sort of well, you know, major you know, detail. Right. And so that's the thing. It is detail-oriented. Uh, so and you have to be organized. You have to be organized and, um, you, you know, and even, and look, even, and we sometimes were like, wait a minute, we forgot. X, you know, or 
whatever. Or and sometimes when you delegate, that's another issue. You yeah. know, maybe the person you delegate to is not quite organized. And so, um, but yeah, it just, I love all the Epicurean events. I was going to say that. They're, they're great. Well, not I, because I necessarily do them, but because of all the input that we have from our board yeah. and from the culinary scene. It's kind of like a group effort. It is. In that particular case. All right. Um, we need to go to the, some of those events. I have not. I don't know if I've ever been. It's been a long time since I've been to Fete Rouge. Is that mm-hmm. what it's called? Yeah. Where is that one at? La Berge. Okay. So it's August 27th. So right now we already have 20 restaurants committed. This was, which I thought at first, you know, I don't know if y'all know this, but, you know, the rising cost of food, period, right? Yeah. is through the roof. And so we were like, oh, my gosh, you know, maybe people can't afford to do it because, you know, you're talking about feeding. There'd be a thousand people there. So, uh, but they jumped on, jumped, jumped on. I think we're going to, you know, we have to cut it off. So I think, you know, somebody might not be able to participate if they haven't already committed. Well, that particular restaurant will learn that they need to commit earlier. So that is just a lesson. (laughs) That's the way I look at it. Okay. So this has been very uh, interesting because like I said, I really didn't know that much about the Epicurean Society. And, you know, I think most people are aware of business report, but you know, those events are just a very large scale events. And like Mm -hmm. you said, if it's during the day, it's a tight timeline, you know, and you got to get people in and get them, you know, seated and stuff like that. So this is just the behind the scenes is awesome. Um, okay. So one of the things that you put, well, first of all, my favorite color is blue too, Abby. Yes. So, um, my husband thought it was purple whenever I asked him on the podcast. <laughs> purple is a very normal color for it to be a favorite, I feel like, but it is blue. And then you said the favorite vacation you've ever been on was a carnival ball in Venice. Mm-hmm. Can you ex- talk to us about yeah, that? Yeah. So I, I sent you a picture. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to post it. So that um, my husband decided, I don't know, we were kicking around Mardi Gras or whatever. And so he said, "What?" this was back in uh, 2012, 2013. I can't remember the day, the year. Uh, so we started early and he says, you know, I want to go do, I want to go to a carnival, but I don't know what he saw online, you know? And I said, okay. So in Venice, so he researched all of the balls. There's several throughout the week. There is a very top ball that you pay thousands of dollars for. We didn't go to that one. So then there's a couple right underneath that, that we, we went to this one and, uh, he researched where you go to get fitted, you have to get fitted for your costume. Then you pick it up the day of the ball. Then you have to arrange for a water taxi. If you haven't been to Venice, can't walk anywhere. I mean, and it was in this palace and that did not have um, electricity. So except for the front part, for some reason, like they had bars lit up and these like wild, it was very uh, Fantasia-like, you know, uh, people dressed in these big butterfly costumes. Very just out of the box. Everything was by candlelight in the dining room and the ballroom. Could you see? Yes. Okay. There was lots of candles. Lots of candles. And then lots of people dressed, all the hosts and stuff. So it was great. So we rented a room. We almost missed our flight to Venice from Frankfurt. We get there. We had to run. And it, it's like this maze in Venice. And so we went and got fitted. And that was so much fun. 
So we walked in and we said, this is the ball we're going to. And uh, she said, oh, gotcha. And he got dressed and I tried on a bunch of different dresses. And so I kind of decided on that one. Mm-hmm. And um, then from the hotel, they called the water taxi. They had, we walked downstairs and they had like champagne and like, we didn't ask for that. They just did it. They were, they were like, we're going to this ball. And they were so nice. We go to the ball. We're sitting at this table with people we do not know. Uh, three other couples. One of them, um, a couple from Spain. She was a jewelry designer. And uh, another couple, they were from London. And he said he was in investment banking. They were in finance. And he said, where, you know, where are you from? We said, Louisiana. We went to, he goes, I went to LSU Law School. I said, I graduated from LSU. And he said, Go dogs. He went had gone to Georgia oh. for his undergrad. <laughs> I'm like, it's so random. Yeah. And we danced and took pictures. I mean, it was just one of those bucket list crazy experiences. So I'm looking at this picture right now. Uh-huh. And I mean, so you don't get there and then you go and pick your costume from this place. Looks like y'all's costumes coordinated. Yeah. Oh yes. Yes. So we What both- if they didn't have anything that fit you? If you, this cost, this particular, they have several in Venice, by the way. I mean, people work on their costumes all year long, their own costumes. Like they, uh, it's amazing what they do. So they have several and there is tons of sizes and she, all the costumes are fit. Like, you know, like she would like, really, you can tighten the corset, Mm -hmm. loosen the corset, you know, uh, somebody a size up for me or down could have worn that that same dress. Yeah. Um, But you did that all in one day. I got fitted. Like and you arrived she, and... Yes. <laughs> I know. It was tight. Yeah. We had a two o'clock appointment. Were you tired? Like, yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll make no bones about that. By the time we made it to the hotel, we had to go to the hotel first and then run to wherever we were going. Um, and it was kind of difficult to find. They were so nice, though. You know. And uh, we had fitted. I went ahead and uh, I brought my own boots because I didn't want to wear like ancient shoes or whatever. And uh, Mike did, Mike, you know, they just coordinated us. They said, okay, you're wearing that. They fitted me first. And they said, okay, well then you're going to wear this. Why don't you try these on? And so it was great. You know, um, it was great. It was very difficult to sit down in. Yeah. I was about to be like, I don't know if I can eat in that. <laughs> we did. Like, so you beautiful. sit down and, you know, it was just a, they show you how to sit down. Um, you know, and not knock over the table next to you when you're walking through the through the ballroom. But yeah, that was so, definitely a trip you couldn't reenact. Like you can't no, ever do that again. No, but I have friends that like we should go back and do that, and I'm just like, I go said, ahead. <laughs> I said I could, you know, but it wouldn't be. And it was just the two of us. It's not even like we went. I know that's group. crazy. That was just the two of y'all. Yeah. And y'all just did it, and then I've heard Venice is beautiful. I've never been over there. That it is beautiful. Um. Uh. So all during Carnival week, you go out to St. Mark's Square. And so I bought a, a Venetian mask. Uh, and if you went to my Facebook page, you could probably find the pictures. We had our own capes. And so I had my mask. And the thing they tell you is you don't smile if you have a half, because I had a half mask. Don't smile. So you would just walk through the square and people would be like, I need to take a picture with you. And you would just, that's what you do. You just bow. You don't say a word. And then you take a picture and you stand there. I'm probably, I have no idea how many pictures we're in. Wow. And, and not in this outfit, in a different way. Right. 
So then your then your cheeks don't hurt from smiling. You're just straight. You're just poised the whole time. Yeah, you're, you are literally posing the whole time. It would have. I told Mike. I said it'd have been better if I had a full face. Uh, you know, but I said just to be. Yeah. So, um, so I know. I know. And I took tons of pictures uh, for that from different people's costumes. So elaborate, so elaborate, so beautiful. I mean, this requires some research on the front end, right? Yeah. You had to, like, Ooh. know that that was normal and, like, this yeah, is the things that, that you wore. And My husband will research something to the death. Oh, gotcha. So, it doesn't matter. So, I left that up to him and... Nice. Yes, we got to make a good team. Yes, we do. So yeah. We, <laughs> me and Patrick wouldn't make it to the place or we just wouldn't. It's like twiddle D and twiddle D trying to travel. Okay, we're, you know, ding dongs. But... Okay, so we're going to wrap up really quick um, with, actually, I, I do have another question. And it's a little bit different than what we asked on the questionnaire. But, you know, so your company's name is Consulting, but I feel like you do that and so much more. Yes. Um, I didn't want some long uh, business name. So I was just like AHA Consulting, because I do I do consult with some people. Um, I could put, I thought... AHA consulting and events, but then, you know, that still doesn't really capture everything. So I just kind of left it as simple. But I guess if somebody were listening to this and they were like, well, that sounds like, see, I'm like, don't take this the wrong way, Abby. God made people like you for a reason. And God (laughs) made people like me for a reason. Because I'm like, this just, I'm kind of sweating thinking about trying to put on an event. But if somebody is, you know, kind of listening, I mean, like, what would what would advice would you have for somebody that was younger and this would be something that they would want to do? I mean, is it work at a place that does events first and foremost before you go out on your own? Yes. And and I would also recommend work, you know, when people do events, I mean, try to work in either under someone who already has something established or, you know, work in the rental industry, work in the culinary industry you know, uh, um, the wine industry, like it's just, you have to get a feel for everything that's involved in putting on events. Um, I learned just along the way, you know, um, from, from doing events and, you know, mark, like working for the restaurants and like, uh, for instance, at Maison Lacour, we used to do, uh, a dinner once a month that, um, benefited a charity in town, say the, the ballet. And I would, we would have to handwrite the menu for the night. And I didn't know how to do calligraphy at the time, but I certainly learned. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just one of those old school things mm-hmm. that, you know, I mean, uh, I would suggest working for someone and seeing if you really like it because it's it's a lot of work and it's a lot of weekend work. I know I was about to say that. You know, one of the, one of the great things about the business report is everything's during the week. Yes. So uh, I love that. Uh, and then, the, and actually, uh, you know, some of the, uh, most of the Epicurean is on the weekends and a lot of the catering courses on the weekends. But I mean, work for a catering company. So just see if you like that. You can see everything behind the scenes. Um, set up, you know, all the details, all the checklists. Uh, so th- I think that's important. And I do think that just kind of like anything, it sounds glamorous, but there's definitely some parts of it that aren't glamorous. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of parts. Yes, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> I was just being sensitive. <laughs> All right. So thank you so much, Abby. We're going to wrap up with five right. really quick questions. They're either or questions. Okay. okay. These are very easy. And you can answer them however you want. Okay. So would you prefer a cake or a donut? Oh, cake. <laughs> Action movies or drama? Drama. 
Would you prefer to be dressy or casual? Casual. Okay. Dressy casual. Yeah, we can do that. It's your podcast. All right. Football or baseball? Football. Yeah. Thanksgiving or Easter? Thanksgiving. Okay. Look at that. (laughs) Decisive. That is an organized event planner if I've ever seen one. Mm -hmm. Um, So do you have a website people can go to? Like what's the best way if somebody's, you know, listening? I don't have a website yet, um, but you can message me through my Facebook page, which is under... Abigail Hamilton. Yes. Right now. But I looked up Abby Hamilton and you pulled up mm-hmm. under yeah. Facebook. Under, okay. Uh, yeah. So that's the best way right now. Um, I mean, as much as I hate to say it, I'm pretty Pre-booked. booked mm-hmm. to the end of the year. So, uh, but so go to her Facebook page just to see her awesome pictures. But yes. if you want to try to hire her, you're not going to be able to do that. <laughs> <laughs> you better be planning an event for next year, people. Yeah. 2022. Hey, there's no shame in that game. I was telling people we're booked for guests through September, and I bet you we'll be booked by the, you know, through the end of the year. I'm telling you, Lainey's on it. If I'm like, hey, Lainey, reach out to, you know, Tiffany Miranda, she's like, all right, and then she schedules. Yeah, yes. I have a meeting with them this afternoon. So, yeah, it's all good. Uh, they're, they're great people. So, um, okay, so then our last little snippet is anything that makes us happy. Things that make us happy. And so I will say that the thing that made me really happy was not getting stuck in traffic coming home from Katy, Texas. We made it home in like four hours and 15 minutes. That's a record. That is a record. That is a record. We might have been speeding, but no, we didn't get caught. And we didn't go through a toll. Normally we end up going through a toll that you're not supposed to go through and then we get a ticket. Right. You know? Yeah. We managed to not do that this time. It's a bit, it's like the running joke, you know? Um, so, uh, Maggie, random. Okay. <laughs> My niece's goats. She's got two little goats and they are funny. Do they eat grass? They eat weeds. Yeah. Okay. So do you have to mow your grass? They're they're in a fenced in yard, okay. but um, they eat some of the leaves and but they're just they have little personalities and they'll crack you up. What's well, like dogs? Dogs have personalities. Yeah. Maggie sent me a cute picture. They're kind of, they're oh. like spastic and I don't they're funny. Okay, but they make you happy. Yeah, they do. Okay, well, I'm glad that we're getting happy, Maggie. Except back. that I'm caring for their chickens and stuff, and they're kind of a menace when I'm trying to care for the chickens because they're wanting to get into everything, and then they're jumping on me, and I'm like, I'll get out of here, but they're cute. Why are you caring for the chickens? Uh, My, the ranch, the ranch people are in, um, where are they at? They're at the beach for softball tournament this week. Oh, okay. Yeah, Maggie, but she lives very far away, I feel like. (laughs) I live in Walker, but it's a compound with my in-laws. Oh, Okay. Yeah, my brother-in-law. I live three minutes from this office. Yeah. <laughs> so anything further than that, I'm like, that is That's far. That Do you is have far. a thing that makes you happy, Abby? Uh, the beach. Mm. Same. The beach. <laughs> have you been able to go to the beach? Yes, but I have worked while at the beach. Yes. <laughs> it's better. Working I mean, at the beach is more fun than working. I did a dinner for my brother's yeah. company at in Sandusky. Oh, no, you like you weren't just answering emails. You were working, working. <laughs> Yeah, that's but I have had the opportunity to go and just work from the beach. Is Sandestin where you normally go? Uh, yeah, my brother has a house there. Um, one of my best friends uh, lives there in the resort. So nice. How far is that? Five hours. Okay, that's not terrible. I mean, of course, yeah. I leave it's like six in the morning. Yes, coming and going, so that I can hit the tunnel and mobile, and we're all good. Because I have been stuck. Mm-hmm. And that same 
Nasty traffic. Yes. And we always get stuck around the Covington, Mantaville oh, area. Yeah. Like, what the hell's going on there? So, anyway. All right. Well, thank you, Abby. Thank it was you. so great speaking with you. And we hope everybody has a great week. We'll see you next time. Bye.